During my lifetime, the cultural and academic elite of the West have taught a number of ideas that have turned out to be completely false. Today, I want to begin a video series with the first and worst of those deceptions. A number of Bible verses have been sticking in my mind recently. Let me share one. In Psalm 2, David asks, why do the nations rage? But then he asks an even more interesting question. Why do the people imagine a useless thing? In other words, why do people imagine things to be true that are not true? I sat down and reviewed the ideas that the cultural elite of my society have believed during my lifetime and came up with seven things that are completely untrue. Today I turn my attention to the first great deception. You'll notice I'm not calling these lies because they don't quite fit the definition. I think for something to be a lie, people have to intentionally mislead, and in some cases this has been done. But the deeper tragedy is that in the case of each of these, there are intelligent people who truly believe them, and they are terribly deceived. The first deception is the myth of overpopulation, and it has probably been the most destructive of the seven, at least in terms of loss of human life. When I was teaching at the University of Colorado, a young woman came up to me after class, and we were chatting about a number of things, but somehow the uh, conversation turned to her future and her plans for the future. And she made the statement, she said, I am not going to have children. And I asked her why, and she said, well, the world just has too many people. And I said to her, Polly, you and your husband decide how many children you want to have but do not base your decision on the nonsense that you hear at this university. I know what Polly was thinking. As a college student, I was very much influenced by Paul Ehrlich. In 1968, he published the book, The Population Bomb. The first sentence of the book was, the battle to feed humanity is over. In the 1970s and 1980s, hundreds of millions of people will starve to death in spite of any crash programs we embark upon now. Elsewhere, Ehrlich wrote, millions of people will soon perish in smog disasters in New York and Los Angeles. Oceans will die of DDT poisoning. U.S. life expectancy will drop to 42 by 1980. Only 26.6 million starved Americans will be alive in 1990. Ehrlich was a rock star. He was a regular on The Johnny Carson Show, the king of late night television, and the audience would be 10 times what it is or all of them combined now. Carson was one of the most influential people in Hollywood, and he featured Ehrlich on a regular basis. In Romans 1, 21 and 22, the scripture says, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools instead." Paul Ehrlich is Romans 1, 21 and 22 incarnate. Ehrlich said what he said because he had rejected the truth about God. The consequences of the overpopulation deception are enormous. In 1979, mainland China, in large part because of the propaganda from American environmentalists, 
instituted their policy of limiting families to one child, and they enforced it. My daughter has lived in China most of her adult life. She had a colleague at the university where she taught who was excited to be having a second child. Sometime later, my daughter asked her how things were going, and she simply said, no more baby. She had been forced to have an abortion, and this has happened millions and millions of times. The catastrophic stupidity of the policy has finally been recognized by China's communist masters, and they lifted it in 2014. It still qualifies as one of the greatest human rights abuses in history. And the consequences of the deception get even worse. In 2012, American writer Mara Vistendahl published Unnatural Selection, chronicling the mass slaughter of females because of overpopulation hysteria. She stated that around the world, demographers estimate that there are 163 million missing little girls terminated through sex selection, abortion, and infanticide. If a family can have only one child, they almost always choose to have a boy. Therefore, an unborn female is an inconvenience and she is terminated. 163 million. That's 27 holocausts. Young women like Polly denied themselves great joy because of the colossal lie told by Paul Ehrlich and others like him. I want to give you four reasons why the overpopulation hysteria is a deception and a deadly one at that. First, overpopulation is a word that has no meaning. In Genesis 1.28, right after Adam and Eve were created, the Bible says, and God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. The earth is massive and is not overcrowded in any meaningful way. One time my kids came home from the Boulder Public Library with a large children's book. The cover had been divided into three panels. In the first panel, there was a sketch of the earth with little stick figures uh, sticking out in different places with a big smile on their face. In the middle panel, it said the earth today, and there were lots of stick figures with a flat line on their face. And then in the last panel, it said the earth in 2050, and it was a porcupine earth with people quills. And I thought, why is Boulder Public Library teaching my children such absurdity? So I called the Boulder County clerk and asked him how big Boulder County was, and he said it had about 800 square miles. So if you take 800 times 5,280 times 5,280, you get a little bit more than 20 billion. Enough room for the entire population of the earth to stand inside Boulder County. I gave this illustration one time in class, and one of my students said, who would want to do that? And I said, Jessica, this is what's known as an illustration, an illustrative device. I'm not recommending we do it. It just gives you an idea of how big the earth is. I said, when you fly out of DIA, what does it look like below you? It looks empty, doesn't it? I said, that's because it is. In practical terms, our world is becoming less crowded. Yes, less crowded in practical terms. Our wealth has made our dwelling places much, much larger than in the past, giving us practically more living space. In 1900, there were three people for every domestic room in the United States. 
100 years later, that statistic was reversed. It was three rooms for every one person. Now think about your own living space and think about having nine times more people living in it than currently do. Would the world seem more crowded to you if that instead of three people living in your house, uh, there were 27? Another way the world is, in practical terms, larger is because of changes in transportation technology. They give you easy access to the many places on earth that are practically empty. I am making this video in Arvada, Colorado. I could go out and get in my car, drive north for two hours, and I would be in a place that is completely empty. It always has been, and it always will be, my great home state of Wyoming. And if you stand in the mountains of southern Wyoming and look north, the next large city you come to is Moscow, Russia. So the world, in practical terms, is not nearly as crowded as it used to be. You have access to the wide open spaces. A second argument against overpopulation hysteria. The great population issue in our world today is declining birth rate, not growing population. People historically have had children for three reasons. Uh, one, to uh, serve as a source of labor on the farm. Uh, number two, for social security when you're elderly. And in fact, the majority of the world's people still depend on that for their social security. And then the third reason is a high child and infant mortality rate. In pre-industrial society, uh, if you had six babies, uh, three of them would still be alive at age 18. So people had extra children to compensate for this high mortality rate. When those reasons are removed, people stop having children. And that is exactly what has happened in the modern world. For a woman to keep population even, she has to have statistically slightly more than two children is to allow for infertility or childhood mortality. This is called the replacement rate. There is not a single country in the Western world where women are averaging at or above the replacement rate, with the lone exception of the nation of Israel. For example, the United States average is 1.84. Our population would decline if it were not for immigration. China is at 1.6, Japan at 1.38. In Japan, they sell more diapers to the elderly than they do for infants. Singapore and South Korea are at about one child per woman, half of what they need to replace their population. Europe as a whole is also well under replacement level. This is happening because we are not obeying what God told us to do in Genesis 1.28. A third argument against overpopulation hysteria is that throughout history, population growth has been an indication of increasing prosperity, not impending doom. That is still true today. People produce prosperity and increasing numbers of people produce increasing prosperity. You would be amazed at how many times I have asked my college classes, if half the people of Colorado died tonight, would our incomes be double tomorrow? And students think, yes, they would. But of course, that's crazy because it is people who produce wealth. All of it, all prosperity is produced by people. So if you eliminated half the people of Colorado tonight, half of our wealth would be gone tomorrow. In 1776, 
the world had 750 million people. By 1976, it had 4.1 billion people, an increase of 550%. In 1776, the gross world product was 150 billion. In 1976, the gross world product was 5.5 trillion, an increase of 3,650%. This is an increase of 13 times faster than population growth. A growing population is a good thing. A fourth counter argument to population hysteria and the most controversial statement I have ever made at the University of Colorado. The environment of Earth is the best it has been in human history. Yes, let me repeat that, you heard me right. The physical environment we live in on planet Earth is the best that it has been in human history. Or to put it a little bit differently, the physical environment you and I live in has never had less ability to kill us. It is not the big things in the environment that kill us, like lightning strikes or landslides or tornadoes or hurricanes, things like that. It's the little things that kill us. I'm making this video right in the middle of the COVID pandemic, and we have relearned that lesson. The great killers in history are viruses and bacteria. In 1793, the city of Philadelphia lost 10% of its population in a yellow fever epidemic. If the United States had an equivalent epidemic today, it would kill 33 million people. Now, tragically, COVID has killed more than 400,000, but this is only about a tenth of a percent of the kind of impact a yellow fever epidemic had on the city of Philadelphia. The Lord has told us to multiply and fill the earth. You can have as many children as he chooses to give you. Never limit your family size because of the falsehoods told you by our intellectual elite. Thank you for watching. Please check the resources below. I hope this has been helpful. May God bless you in a mighty way.